you know, there's a wild version of us that the world really needs. And I think fi- having financial freedom really creates us to be able to have a space to do that. And I think true financial free- freedom isn't just hustling, hustling, hustling. It's what is the life that you want to live? Because so many people think they have to make a certain amount of money. And I think one thing I've learned the most is it's not about how much money you make. It's about your expenses. What are your monthly expenses? And how do I grow my passive income to cover those and maybe even more than that. But if it covers them, you're set. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, I have a returning guest, the most sought after returning guest of all time, Miss Kara Ayala. The most sought after. Here I am. So I'm really excited to have Kara on. We've discussed Rain & Co. a few times, and I wanted to just bring you on and check in and just kind of see what you've learned over the last year launching Rain & Co., what is it for the audience that doesn't know? And I have some specific questions around it. So first off, how do you feel about it a year in? Well, it's not a year yet. It's eight months. So I don't feel like I can say a year yet. I think it's such a need for women. I think there's so much, especially in this time and in this stage of life, you know, there's the women's and the feminist community has, I mean, we're in a really crazy, crazy time right now. And I think women don't really know their place right now. And I think it's, you know, we're either supposed to be this like crazy, hardcore hustling woman who doesn't need a man and doesn't need anything else, or we're supposed to be this woman that stays at home with our kids and doesn't talk like there's just like no winning with women. And, you know, and then now we can't even, you know, we have to play sports against men, you know, like, so not to get into all of that, but it's, it's real. And I think women are really suffering in this time of, of the state of what we're in. And I think women are confused. And so my heart for this is really to educate women around finances, around how money works within our system. We're in a very, I would say, tumultuous, how do you say that? Tumultuous economy right now. It can seem really scary out there right now if you're listening to the news and um, depending on who you're listening to. And it is a little bit scary if you're not informed correctly. So I think now more than ever, women need to have financial literacy. They need to understand how money works within the system. They need to understand where to put their money, um, what to invest in, how to diversify it, and just having other women who are actually doing that. Most of the women I mean, all of the women in Rain & Co., you know, are accredited investors. You have to be an accredited investor um, because we bring deals in as well for them to invest in that you have to be accredited with. So um, I'm really excited about it. I think it's really still just the very beginning of what Rain & Co. is. But I think my heart has kind of grown since I started it just with this. I, I don't know if I really realized that there's been such a war against women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So real quick, in in one sentence... For the audience, what is Rain & Co.? It is a community for accredited investor females. Um, it's really like an investor's club, investors for females club, where we talk about 
financial literacy. We bring in speakers around money mindset. Um, there's other women who are doing that with you. And then this is longer than a sentence. That's right. <laughs> and um, just those investment opportunities. It's really just a place for you to come and learn to give value yourself because most of the women in there have experience of their own, are investors or just getting into investing. We have both both of those types of women in there, but it's really a place for you to grow your wealth. So I want to circle back to what you said about there's such a war on women. And to take it a step further before we go into that, I think there's a war on financial independence, financial literacy, um, all of that, period. True. It's been going on for a long time. But I think there's an even further oppression and resistance against women. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot in the past. Like, I think there's, that might be part of the reason why there's such like a feminist movement and everything else, because it's like a pendulum swing. And I'm not saying that it's okay, but the reality is, is when, you know, a group of people are oppressed for so long, at some point in time, they revolt. And I think that's what we're really experiencing. And so part of me is like understanding around it, but there is literally, as you said, there's been a war on females. Um, And so when you couple the fact that the elites, they the Wall Street cartel, the banking cartels, you know, we put a tinfoil hat on me, but this is real. (laughs) Yeah. Like this actually exists. I mean, we're, it's May 2nd right now. And JP Morgan just got to take over First Republic Bank. And I was thinking about uh, an audio book you're listening to right now and the creature from Jekyll Island. And you look back, I mean, JP Morgan bailed out the government, JP Morgan himself bailed out the government Mm -hmm. in the thirties. This has been an ongoing thing. And JP Morgan Chase is now, every time this happens, it just gets consolidated. And so I don't mean to go off the deep end here. Oh, we're already off. Oh, we're off. <laughs> um, but but there's literally, there's a war against financial literacy and the rich just keep getting richer. But when you take women and the way that women have been oppressed, mm-hmm. this is a whole nother level. Yeah, I so agree. And I think, you know, with the, you know, just with like JP Morgan and all of that, that we're not taught those things. Like unless you're actively learning and seeking out these things or have mentors who are teaching you um, what is actually happening in the economy, you don't know that that's happening. We're not talking about this in school. We're not talking about literally it's like it it would be illegal if just a regular person was out there taking over financial banks, banking systems, right? Yeah. And the whole thing is, is that every time it happens, like literally JP Morgan just bought like $200 billion worth of assets for like 60 cents on the dollar. And then the government, the Fed backstops them. Mm -hmm. So there's no way they can lose in this. So financial education is important, period. Yep. But why, why the call to women? I think because I am a woman. (laughs) I mean, first of all, and I think I, you know, I spent a lot of years not understanding how finances, I was really blessed to have, you know, you in my life that invited me into conversations. And I had mentors who taught me what happened, what was happening in the financial world, um, how money really works, how to multiply my money, how to, you know, make things like that happen. But I don't see that there's not a lot of like, things for women to to learn that you know there's there's communities for real estate people and there's you know but there's not just the education piece of which we do focus a lot on real estate and in rain and co but not just real estate like i want to talk about the big picture of what's happening in the economy and 
even having conversations with other women, you know, I'm, I was surrounded by all these women who are making such good money, but they, they had no idea of the tax benefits that they could be taking advantage of by investing. They had no idea what's happening in, you know, I would recommend books and their minds are completely blown because we're just not taught this anywhere. Yeah. And what I find interesting when you said you were blessed that I invited you in and that you had mentors and, but here's the thing, you fought your way into a man's world. Like maybe not fought, but like you just showed up. Yeah. And that was the big, I mean, we'd be in rooms of 150 guys and there's like eight women there. Yeah. And the thing that I find interesting too, is like a lot of women that are in the financial arena or in real estate or whatever, they're like, they're like very, I mean, they're like, they're like another very masculine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I was gonna say it that way. I was gonna say they're like another dude, but that's like a bad way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Very masculine. And the one thing that I've seen and heard from you over you're not that you, you know, are just totally feminine, but, um, there you're, you're like very well balanced. And so you fought your way into those rooms, you fought for that knowledge. And so, yeah, maybe you were blessed that, you know, I invited you into that, but the reality is like, you've always been curious and interested. And I find another thing that's interesting too. You've said this so many times, you wouldn't survive in certain countries (laughs) where women are oppressed (laughs) Uh because there is a little part of you that's like, Oh, hell no. Like I'm not, you're not going to let somebody, I would be beheaded by now. You would be. You would be. I've, I've thought about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hey. But yeah, I'm just kidding. But I think it's, I, I just wanted to kind of mirror that back because, you know, yes, I invited you along with me, but you were also interested. Yeah. And not all women are interested in entering into a man's world. And what I think is really cool about what you're building at Rain & Co., you're not creating a man's world. Yeah. You're taking the principles that should exist in any world man, woman, he, mm-hmm. she, they, them, I don't care what it is, like financial principles. And again, we kind of went down a rabbit hole because those exist, period. It just has happened to be a man's world for thousands of years, period. And we're just now getting to a point where I think we're still early Yeah. in an awakening. I mean, if you look backwards, like the United States isn't that old. Women haven't been able to vote very long. Yeah. Women haven't been able to have a business bank account very long. There's still like a whole bunch of breakthrough that has to happen. But what I love and why I wanted to make that parallel is you're not creating just another world where women get to be a part of it. This is a female financial education investor community. Yeah. And I, I know the focus in rain really is not that masculine dribble driven hustle culture either, because I want us to be able to women, women have a hard time actually playing. They have a hard time, um, stopping, pausing, being still, because I think it's just in our nature. We have kids. As soon as you become a mom, you just step right into like that masculine role, which might be why the reason why a lot of women aren't really interested in the financial realm because they already have so much going on. And it seems, it seems so complicated and it seems so overwhelming. And there's such big terms used and, and they make it that way, right? Like you go and see a financial advisor because you need him. Mm-hmm. You need that financial advisor, him or her, to be able to make decisions for you. And I think that it's really stealing our power as women. So I love bringing the balance of, you know, we have four pillars and one of them is wild. And I think that there's a wild, and that's probably the wild me that would have gotten my head <laughs> cut off in, in certain countries. But, you know, there's a wild version of us that the world really needs. And I think fi- having financial freedom really creates us to be able to have a space to do that. And I think true financial free- freedom is isn't just hustling, hustling, hustling. It's what is the life that you want to live? Because so many people think they have to make a certain amount of money. And I think one thing I've learned the most is it's not about how much money you make. It's about 
your expenses? What are your monthly expenses? And how do I grow my passive income to cover those? And maybe even more than that. But if it covers them, you're set. Like, it doesn't really matter. But where we get in trouble is we keep growing those expenses. And then we have to keep growing that passive income. But if you, I mean, a janitor, and I love the game cash flow because it really proves the point of it doesn't really matter how much money you make. It's about changing your mindset of getting your money to work for you. Yeah. I love what you're kind of talking about there. And I want you to address just a question for me. Like I'm thinking, you know, there's a lot of women that are stay at home moms or they are busy with the kids or whatever. And you were talking about, you know, we don't have to get into the hustle mode. In fact, um, you know, we've done just fine raising our kids and building businesses and traveling the world and staying present. I'm a, I think a lot of people think that success, investing a successful business, et cetera, are at odds with a you know, lifestyle of freedom and connection. And so when we talk about hustle, um, I've, I've talked to a lot of couples lately. We're in this group called The Wellspring. And there's a lot of, not just in that co- uh, organization, but many where the female is a part of that conversation and doesn't have to start hustling. Mm-hmm. It's about getting the education yes. and the mindset right in order to build that passive income or even like, I'll, I'll throw one out there, a real estate professional status. Yeah. The person that could probably do that best is probably the stay-at-home mom that has an extra 15 hours a week that she can like kind of work on their real estate portfolio or could research a self-directed IRA. You know, and if the husband's out working, um, they they could they have the time to do some of this. So it's not what we're not saying, and I don't think you teach this in rain, is that you have to go from, you know, being a stay-at-home mom or working 15 hours a week or even quitting your full-time job to be a good investor. Yeah. And also if you own a business, right? Like a lot of women own their own business and they're busy. So it's really about creating what you're, what you're talking about. Like it's, it's the mindset behind it and understanding the principles so that you can have that life of freedom that you desire and move from more of that employee or self-employed, which most business owners are just glorified self-employed because their business doesn't run without them, right? So moving from those segments, if you've ever read cash flows, I guess I'm kind of stepping over something um, that maybe I should touch on. But if you've never read cash flow, there's the um, employee, the self-employed, the business owner, and then the investor. And I believe everybody should be an investor no matter what um, other box you take up. If, but it's moving more towards the business owner and the investor where you're actually use, utilizing other people's time and then your money to work for you. Yeah. I'm one of our good friends, Rich Fetke wrote a book recently that was just amazing. And, and I was just thinking about the couple that's in that book and, you know, just kind of their journey. And I'm, I'm thinking as we're even talking about this, I think sometimes, you know, it's left to one or the other Mm -hmm. to go find and learn and really, you know, we just recorded a podcast on connection, but I don't think that there's a better, and this is not just a husband and wife conversation. I mean, there's plenty of dads that are, I mean, you know, you know, a lot of really high performing women that like the husband's a stay at home dad and that's fine. Yep. Or there's a lot of couples where both couples are working, but there's, I feel like there's this myth that, you know, I have to have 15, 20, 25, 30 hours. It feels overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And what I love about Rain and Co., and I'd like you to just answer this or or address it, like how much time do you think a woman, and this could be for a man too, but how much time would a woman need to commit to Rain and Co. and financial education to really start moving toward passive investing? Honestly, three hours is our, you know, three hours a month. But then if I think if you were really hungry and you wanted to learn more, you would probably commit to about five hours a month. And I think you could really grow 
something really huge if you just committed five hours a month to really being engaged in the community, taking advantage of old recordings, um, making sure you're there live. Um, that's really important. It doesn't matter if you are live because you can always watch the replays. But when you are there, you have an opportunity to talk to somebody who's been very, very successful. And we always do Q&A. And I just think that, that you can really take advantage of that of that moment. But then afterwards, then it's your job to go out and be like, okay, now that I've learned this, what am I going to to do with this knowledge? And how does this apply to my to my life? And then taking it if you have a partner, taking it to your partner and, and having a conversation around what you've learned, and how you can apply that in your life. Yeah, and I think you you alluded to this earlier, but you know, the Wall Street cartel has all these fancy words and, mm -hmm. you know, we have to have an MBA in finance and we have to go through this certification to be all the, they, they do that because it, it's, it's designed to be overwhelming. But if you really just come down to the simplicity of it and we just, you always talk about habit stacking. If we stack knowledge and information and just learn one thing at a time, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. In fact, most of the principles are really simple. It's just doing it over and over and over again and just learning a little bit more. And I think that's the thing that gets a little bit overwhelming. You know, if, if we have a husband that's listening and like, how would you, how would you recommend? Cause my audience is primarily male. And if they're like, man, I really, we hear this so much. I really wish my wife would get interested in this. How would, how would you approach or how would you advise a man in my community? to try to get his wife interested in, whether it's Rain & Co. or financial education or investing or whatever. I think I would say, I just listened to this podcast and I found it really interesting. It might be interesting to you. I would just really present it like that because I think when we say we want them to do something, it's kind of a, I don't know, makes you back up, right? Any of us, like if somebody tells us something, it makes us feel uncomfortable. So if you invite them like, hey, I just listened to this podcast, I think you might find it interesting. Check it out. Or refer them to my Instagram because I'm a pretty easy person to, to I'm a safe person. That's what people tell me usually is that they feel safe around me. So maybe just have them check me out, like yeah. go follow her and see what you think about her. Um, I think that's the best way that she runs this program called Rain & Co. It helps women um, investing. I think it can be intimidating to some women, not all women. So I'm not going to put that into it. But if it's a man that's primarily in that finance world, it could be intimidating. If you even told her, oh, it's a female investors club, she might be like, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's something I want to be a part of. So I think, you know, just introducing her to what it is and maybe this conversation would be a really great start yeah. because, you know, we have so many different types of women in there. I have women who are running multi-million dollar businesses in there. And then I have women that are stay-at-home moms, mm -hmm. literally across the board. Um, so I think, and we add to each other, right? Like there's so much wisdom in both of those. And I think it's beautiful. Um, but I wanted to touch a little bit on something you said before about the question you asked me before about how many hours would it take? I think the thing is, is once we start learning, and this is something we learned really quickly is you have to start taking action. You can't just stay in the like learning phase. You have to actually start doing some of the things, whether it's buying your first property, investing in your first deal. Like you have to take those steps. Um, and I think fear can sometimes grip people of like, I'm going to mess it up. Like you can't mess it up. Mm -hmm. There's no messing it up. You just have to start moving in order to start learning more. And that's where your, the growth is really going to happen. So I think that, you know, while getting the knowledge is great, the action part is just as important. Yeah. And I think, again, this perceived idea of what we think financial education is, yeah, like in our minds. And again, I think the Wall Street cartel said it this way. It wants to be like this overwhelming, like 
confusing thing. One of my favorite books is The Richest Man in Babylon. And it's so simple. Mm -hmm. But if you think about the financial principles in that book, I mean, you could literally read this book every week for the rest of your life. It's like 110 pages, 120. And it's so simple. And like, if you even think about Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey has made hundreds of millions of dollars on simplifying financial education. Mm -hmm. In fact, to the point where it's like, you almost stay in bondage an opposite direction. And so I think demystifying, I love what you said about the practicality of it. I think there's a lot of people that might think like, oh, you know, I sit around the dinner table and I listen to him and his friends or her and her friends, whatever, talk about, you know, Wall Street and investing in, I don't really, that doesn't sound interesting to me. There's some part of financial education that would sound interesting to everybody. It's just finding what relates to us. And I think we have this preconceived idea about what financial literacy really is. And at the end of the day, it affects all of us. And it doesn't have to be this like constraining, restricting thing. It's finding what's exciting to us. And that's what will help people put it into practice. Yeah, it's so true. And I think, you know, I think it's really fun to talk about. I like hearing other people's opinions. I like hearing how people are thinking about the world right now, because it opens my mind to a different perspective instead of just the news telling me, right? Like having those conversations. So even if you're not interested initially, I think once you start having these conversations and actually learn how it, you know, it works within our, within our government and within our system, you become more curious about how do I take advantage of these rules? How do I take advantage of the way that it works, right? Like if you don't know the rules of the game, you're not going to win. And so, and I think for women, especially, even if you're not the main person in charge of your finances, what if something happens to your husband? Mm -hmm. Like we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And mm -hmm. so I think that that's always a, a conversation. And I have several friends. Um, I have a really good friend who they, they did really well and he handled everything and then he died and out of nowhere. And she's become a really successful investor, but not at the, I mean, there was a cost to that. Like she got taken advantage of after he died by a lot of people mm. um, because she didn't understand how money worked, right? Mm. So if you can get ahead of that and be ready and prepared, if something does happen, God forbid, we don't want that to happen. But the fact of the matter is, is women outlive men most of the time. Yeah. So there's a really good chance you're going to outlive your spouse. And so you should have an understanding of what's happening. Yeah. Well, I think we have another preconceived idea that financial literacy, whatever it is in our box, I have to learn real estate investing. Mm -hmm. I have to learn how to run a business. I have to learn how to invest in stocks. It's any and all of those. The reality is you might not have to learn any of those things. You might just have to learn how to pick good operators and invest yeah. passively with other people. What you really need to learn at the end of the day, and I think everybody would relate to this, to have the life you want, which is almost always a bigger, better version of what you currently have, you have to learn how to multiply your money. Yes, absolutely. And I think you even just saying that, like thinking about, it's not about the nitty gritty. Like, I don't, I don't really like, to be honest, I don't like getting into the nitty gritty of like all the ins and outs of a deal, but I know how to like look at a deal. I know how, if it's a good deal for me. And I think understanding what your investment philosophy is too. And that's something we really focus on in Rain & Co is what's the purpose of this? Because depending on what season of life you're in, you're going to need different investments. But if you have a good overall picture of what that looks like, and you're moving towards that lifestyle of freedom, you don't have to know ins and outs of every single style of investment. You just have to find the ones that light you up and know the most that you can about those. Yeah. We talk a lot in webinar series that we do about what it takes to recruit a loss. Mm. And I think just the chart alone is intriguing because if you do a $100,000 investment and you lost 50,000 of that, you would essentially have to 
put another 100,000 in to get back to zero. And, and then when you compound losses, but this is the kind of stuff that's like, really, it gets overwhelming. But the reality at the end of the day is that's why you need to be educated. Mm -hmm. Because just like your friend that got taken advantage with for a little while, um, we tend to do business with people we know, like, and trust. That's a good thing, by the way, at the end of the day. Yes. But the reality is when it comes to investing, it's probably outside of all of our wheelhouse unless we've already done that. Like there's nobody that could get me to invest in an HVAC company that I wouldn't really be able to analyze. I mean, I know that business inside and out. But when I invest in other people's deals, like I don't have to know everything about it. I have to trust them, number one, and know that they know enough about it. But then number two, figure out, I like what you said earlier about understanding the way money works and banking in our system, because that's what you really need to understand is what's the system that we're living within and uh, that our money is multiplying within and then find somebody that understands that vertical, that business, that investment, multifamily, land, whatever it is. Yeah. And you know, I think that's another big thing is there's so many, there's so many people out there raising money, right? And Mm -hmm. so how long have they been doing it, right? There's a lot of new people out there just raising money and just because they thought maybe they could make some extra money. So I think, you know, have they been through tough seasons? Have they been through the the tough times? How have they navigated it? What's the operator like? Like, those are questions that we should be asking somebody if we're going to invest. Um, It's not just because Susie is a, a good person and she's on Instagram, right? Yeah. Just because she has a big following on Instagram doesn't mean she's a good operator. Yeah. It really matters, like, what's the experience and what what's behind that? It's funny even saying that because when we first started, you know, being in the Real Estate Guys Mastermind and learning how to raise capital years ago, one of the concepts is friends and family. Usually everybody that starts a business or starts investing in real estate start with friends and family. Why? Not because of their track record, but because friends and family are excited to support them yep. and trust them. It has nothing to do with their track record. And so usually friends and family are the first ones in. And then that's how you get the track record built. Um, and then you start getting experience and you start getting investors in. So I love, I love vetting the operator. Is that part of what you guys do at Rain & Co.? Yeah, we teach you how to, what kind of questions to ask and um, what to look for, what you should be asking for. Um, and then when we, even when we bring in deals, we talk about those kinds of things. Yeah. I know the answer to this, but you know, some of the other things, and again, I think Wall Street tries to make this this big complicated thing, but there's so many things like, bonus depreciation, um, self-directed IRAs and 401. So many people don't know still, we get in our little echo chamber and in our world, we think everybody knows that you can have a self-directed 401k or a mm-hmm. self-directed IRA. But I talk to people almost every week that have an old 401k that they quit their job or they got transferred to a different job or whatever. And they have this old 401k that's just, they rolled over into some, you know, Vanderbilt account and it's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And they could literally roll that into a self-directed 401k and invest passively. But most people don't know this. And that's what I love too about Rain & Co. You bring in speakers around stuff like that, right? Yes, we love to bring in just education pieces about different ways that we can use money that we maybe already have, like you're talking about that um, self-directed IRA, um, tax benefits. That's another thing, you know, we don't focus really a lot on startups. And the reason why is there's not a lot of, you know, it's like maybe you'll make a lot of money at one day, but when the deals that we're usually bringing in, you're going to be getting cash flow monthly, quarterly, right away. And then also the tax benefits mm-hmm. from it. There's so, I think a lot of times, you know, you hear about investing in my world um, and the women that I run with, 
it's like they know how to invest in startups. Everybody's excited about startups, which is great. And I, and I love a startup, but it's not guaranteed. And I think like there's, it's just a safer way. And I think there's a place for those. I think that's like, you know, the, when you can diversify your investments, but I think getting an understanding of, okay, how do I take advantage of these investments that are actually going to start paying me today? And I'm going to start seeing the results now. Um, because those don't have tax benefits, right? Like a startup isn't going to have any tax benefits. And then when you make money, you're just going to pay a lot of taxes, which is still a great problem to have. Well, and when you look at the best venture capitalists in the world, I mean, they'll place, they'll, they'll invest money in, you know, a hundred different companies expecting eight or nine of them to do well. Yeah. They actually know that 90 to 92% of their investments are going to fail. Yeah. That we're, I don't have that kind of money right now. Like I'm not, that's not what we're talking about here. And that's why it's so important too, um, to get that education. And by the way, I love business. I think we both love businesses, but the reality is when you look at, it's harder to get a business loan than it is to get a real estate loan. Mm -hmm. And I mean, look at what the banks want and what they do. And that'll just show you. And so your money, I'm not saying that real estate is fail-proof in any way, shape or form, but when you look at the risk ladder, that's the kind of stuff and why, you know, people in general need places like Rain & Co., not just women. Yeah. Um, everybody needs this, too, but yeah. I love the fact that, you know, you've created this environment where women can feel comfortable learning from other women um, and just and men. We do bring in a lot of men. That's true. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> because they're smart, right? Like, yeah. and we're not, we don't care if you're a man to come teach us. Um, so we do learn from a lot of men, but the community itself is only for women and I love it. Well, Fantastic. So what else, um, what else have you learned? What, what are, what are you excited about? What's been the best part of this? I think the best part has been the relationships that I've built through it. Um, selfishly, like you would think like, oh, it's so, you know, I'd be talking about something else, but really it's the relationships that I've built uh, myself and then the relationships that have been built within the community. And you're actually talking about doing trips and stuff just because like building the community is so important. Yeah. So we have um, probably a bucket list trip coming up the end of this year, beginning of next year. Um, actually, it's not even a bucket list trip. We're calling ours a bougie trip because it's just going to be that. It's going to be very bougie. Um, we're going to go somewhere really awesome and we're going to play. Like a lot of women don't take time to play. They're either busy at home, busy in their work. They're not taking that time to really have that space. Um, and then we're going to talk about wealth, talk about our, our health, all of those things that really make us who we are as women. But um, go to a really an amazing place, lots of spa time, maybe some drinks and laughter and just fun. You know, that's such a good, just when we were talking earlier about like, you know, how do, how do, how do I get my wife to do something? Well, like if she's not excited about it, she's probably not going to do it, but we go to guys events and investing things. Like I love what you said about a bougie trip. So guys, if you're listening and you really think your wife would flourish and just doesn't know it, send her on a bougie trip. Yeah. Yeah. Be perfect. Send her with us. It'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. Be awesome. Well, any final words? No, I think, you know, if you're interested or I think the best thing, if, if you are the husband and you want your wife to, you know, to listen to this, I would send it to her. Um, but you can find it at www.rainreignand.co. Nice. And you mentioned Instagram earlier. Yep. We're on Instagram, rainand.co, and then also Kara underscore Ayala. You can message me. I love when people DM me and love to chat in there too. Gentlemen, get your wives connected with Kara. That's the easiest and best way. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thanks. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, 
I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.